Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, Thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches, and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Amber, your host, who is a very weary mum nearing the end. I can see the fucking end. The end is in sight. It's the end of the tunnel. The end of the summer holidays is what I'm talking about. Of course, I am a goddamn broken woman. I'm a broken woman. It doesn't matter if you are stuck at home for six weeks or like I was last summer, or if you plan 500 million trips like I did this summer. It's fucking hard, man. The expectations, the pressure, the non-stop work. 
trying to work like you haven't got kids and then trying to look after your children like you ain't got to work. The struggle is real. But anyway, I'm not going to complain about it. I've loved it. But I am looking forward to the return of normality and routine next week. Is everyone looking forward to that? Because I fucking am. You know, and you get those first few autumn feeling days and then you see your first basic bitch with a pumpkin spice latte and then like the leaves start to fall and you're like, oh my God, I could do a photo shoot in the forest. Yeah, those vibes. I'm here for those vibes. I love it. I live it. I realised the other day I hadn't even applied moisturiser to my goddamn face for over a week moisturizer a basic human right a basic necessity just because it had got put in some sort of bag somewhere on one of our 100 trips and I couldn't find it and I didn't have the energy to find it every time it came to bedtime and I was brushing my teeth and doing my face I did not have the fucking energy to find it so I have really been letting go of my self-care that's the life I've been living so I just realised I've really been letting go of my self-care because I have just been looking after all of my children. So so I thought this would be the perfect time to indulge ourselves with a self-care episode. So this episode is going to be all about, is it self-care or is it self-sabotage? So self-care is everywhere right now. It has been for a while. You know, treat yourself, YOLO, self-care Sunday, you know all the things. But is what you are doing in the name of self-care truly self-care? How many fucking times can I say self-care? Is it truly (laughs) self-care or is it self-sabotage? So the definition of self-care is actually And this is according to Psych Central, the internet's largest and oldest independent mental health online resource, is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional and physical health. But I think a lot of us are getting confused with what self-care is. An act of self-care should be bringing you joy and actually energy. It should be bringing energy back to your life. It should be something that restores you. And it's going to be different for everybody, depending on where we are in our life seasons, depending on what our lives are like. And I'll get into that later. But I really want you to think about, is what you are doing on a regular basis self-care or self-sabotage? And it's not just self-sabotage, bitches. There are several different categories that your so-called self-care could be falling under. Now, the first one is self-soothing. So this is an activity that involves very, very little energy, exertion, thinking or anything from you, but it makes you feel better in some way. It might be something that helps you to escape, especially if you've had a stressful day. So for example, this could be like you finally got the children to bed or you're finally home from a long day of work and you just want to just binge watch Netflix. It could also be something I know if I've had a really hard day and I feel absolutely exhausted, I self-soothe with a Deliveroo or a Domino's, like some sort of food delivery service at around nine or 10 o'clock at night. That is my terrible self-soothing habit. Now, I could say to myself, if I was the sort of person that cooked every single night and I cooked really healthily and I'd cooked for 500 people that day, I was like Jesus with the fucking bread and the fish or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I've turned all this fucking water into one. Then sure. Then I could be like, do you know what, Fran, treat yourself, self-care, you should get yourself a Deliveroo. But when you are doing that shit 
on the regular, that is not self-care. That's not going to help me to reach my health goals. That's not going to help me to reach my fitness goals. It may also not be helping me to reach my financial goals because it's fucking expensive as hell. And so that is a self-soothing behavior. Now, you might feel really relaxed by these activities. Of course you will. If you eat an entire bar of chocolate every night, that is very soothing. You'll feel super relaxed by it. But they're not necessarily going to help you to find balance or become a better person, a healthier person, a rich person, whatever you want to be. Now, the second category it could fall into is self-indulgence. And this really is the whole treat yourself mentality. So now, of course, there is absolutely nothing wrong with treating yourself occasionally. In fact, it's vital for our success to treat ourselves. We've learned this in all of the wealth books that we've done and, you know, increasing your self-worth. It's definitely important to treat yourself. But if again, if you are doing this in an excessive or an unrestrained kind of way, then this is not going to be self-care. Sorry to tell you, this is not self-care, it is self-indulgence. And finally, it could just be laziness. I hate to say it, but it could be fucking laziness. So if you have got goals that you want to achieve, whether they're health goals, career goals, um, maybe you want to find a relationship or whatever, you might sit down at the end of the day when all of your things are done that you have to get done. And now is your time to work on those things. But you might say, oh, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm too tired today. I'm too mentally exhausted. I've had enough. I'm just going to watch TV instead. Or I'm going to go to the pub with my friends or whatever it might be, whatever your easy self-soothing habits go to is, that is laziness. Choosing not to do those things is not self-care. It is laziness. So that is where we're going to get into the whole thing that self-care is not always what you think it is. It's not always soaking in a bubble bath and having a face mask or eating a bar of chocolate or treating yourself. It sometimes is doing the really difficult things that you may not want to face up to, the things that may be difficult to start, the things that you may have been putting off for a long time. Something that I found in one of the previous books we did in the book club, I'd written it down somewhere and it's perfect for this episode. It says that indulgence is an act that puts a strain on your future because of your choices in the now. And I think that that, that one little sentence there is the perfect little saying to remember whenever you're about to indulge in something in the name of self-care, ask yourself, is this act going to put a strain on my future? because of the choice I'm about to make now? Or is it going to help me? So choosing to stay up until 2am watching Netflix, is that going to help me feel less overwhelmed and exhausted tomorrow? Because that's why I indulged in that tonight, because I felt overwhelmed and exhausted today. Is that going to help me feel less like that tomorrow? Of course it's fucking not. Is ordering a Chinese for three people just for myself tonight going to help me feel a more vibrant, more energetic, healthier person tomorrow? Is it going to help me reach my weight loss goals? Is it going to help me reach my health goals? Probably not. Is deciding to see my same old dick appointment that I know I can call and he'll be round in 10 minutes and give me the devil dicking of my life going to really help me achieve my goals of meeting my soulmate? No, it fucking won't. 
So here are some great examples of self-sabotage. So overspending, eating unhealthily or procrastinating on your goals to go out again or binge Netflix. And this is where I just want to say that life is all about a balance. And all of us listening to this are going to have completely different lives and not only different lives, but we are going to be in completely different seasons of our lives as well. And it's really important to really think about that and respect it. So I have a friend in London who goes out all the time. She is at events every single night. And whenever I speak to her, she's always like, God, I feel so burnt out. Like I'm so tired. I've been out. I've been drinking. I've been staying up late. I just need to have a couple of nights where I just stay in and relax. And I just need some self-care. I just need some time for myself. Now, if you look at her and then you look at someone like me who all day, every day is looking after three very young children, running a business. You know, a lot of my friends now, you know, I'm 37. A lot of my friends are mums. We all have lots of responsibilities and we have to really like, honestly, trying to get a group of mums together on a night out. Fucking hell. It'd be easier to organise like world peace, honestly. Like we have to have a doodle app. We have to put our dates in. It's the whole goddamn thing. Now, for someone like me, self-care could look like, do you know what? Organise a babysitter, go out, let loose, let your hair down and get white girl wasted with your mum friends because that is something that is um, out of balance in my life. I spend pretty much most of my evenings, once my children are in bed, um, inside, I, you know, I can't leave my house once they're in bed. So I'm usually working. Um, I might sometimes just have an evening off and relax and watch TV. I used to have the occasional dick appointment, but you know, like that is it. I am in my house. And so my friend in London's self-care and to avoid overwhelm and burnout in her life might look completely different to my version of self-care and overwhelm and burnout because we need what we aren't having in our regular lives. Does that make sense? So please don't feel like if my self-care is to have a relaxing bubble bath and have a child-free night that yours needs to be the same because yours might be actually you need to force yourself to go out there and go on dates or go out with your friends and let your hair down or do you know what I mean? All of our lives are different and we really need to uh, respect the season that we're in and also what kind of life we live. And we can all tell when we are indulging too much in one thing or another. And I often find this with when I think about procrastination and stuff and work, we all know when we do actually genuinely need a rest and a break or if we are just procrastinating and indulging ourselves in doing fuck all, frankly. So it's a balance. You need to figure it out. So, of course, we would all love self-care to simply be eating a KFC bargain bucket in a bubble bath and watching Netflix for eight hours. But for most of us, it's truly not. So what are good examples of self-care? Now, something I ask myself is, would I want this for my child? Would I consider this self-care for one of my daughters? And if you wouldn't want it for one of your children, if they were like about to eat a massive family-sized bar of Galaxy and stay up till 10pm, and they were like, but mum, it's self-care, would you be like, no, it's not? Like, do you know what I mean? Think of yourself as one of your children. This is something I do often and it really helps me. So, Real self-care is taking the time to exercise. It's taking the time, like committing to having a morning ritual. You know, my recent um, self-care, I guess, as much as I fucking hate it at the time, is I do a seven minute workout every morning followed by a cold shower. That is my self-care. And 
pretty much regardless of what is going on, I make sure that I carve out that 10 minutes for me because I know that my day will not run as well if I don't do that for myself. It could be forcing yourself to go out and see your friends, especially if you feel like you've been a little bit of a hermit recently. And when I say go out and see friends, I mean see people that you have meaningful connections with, people that are good for your soul. Self-care for you could be working on your business plan, writing your book that you've always wanted to write, hatching your escape plan from your nine to five and living your dream life. It could be spending time on dating because dating takes goddamn time. If you're on Tinder, if you're on any of the apps, you know, swiping, matching, messaging people and then eventually getting through the fucking 10 rounds of the X Factor to actually getting on a date with them. That all takes time. That could be your version of self-care. Um, you could be researching and booking a class that you've wanted to take. Maybe you've always wanted to take up a cooking class or a dancing class. You know, those sort of things do take time and concerted energy and effort to actually do. So those are all great examples of self-care. And it's not always immediately satisfying. It's not what you want to do in the moment. But I guess you've got to think of it is self-care is something that your future self will thank you for. So naysayers who are just going to say, but Fran, I'm just so exhausted with life and I just need real self-care. I just need a fucking night off. Of course, of course, we all do. And that shit is vital. And I'm not saying that that doesn't have its place. In fact, whilst I was researching this episode and writing it all out, I was like, do you know what? I absolutely love to have a bubble bath with a candle on and listen to a podcast. That for me is the fucking height of luxury because the only time I ever have a bath is when I have a really quick one and I'm scrubbing my skin off to like exfoliate for a frank tan. That ain't relaxing. And I was like, do you know what? I should do that. And do you know that kind of self-care, the bubble bath, having a night off, relaxing, watching Netflix, that does have its place. But please don't do that behavior on a regular and call it self-care because it ain't. So here are some great questions to ask yourself when you are thinking about what you want your self-care rituals to be. And you should try to build your self-care rituals into your weekly schedule. Actually make time for it. Otherwise, that shit will never happen. So here are some questions to ask yourself. Am I making this decision to escape or avoid something? That's a deep one because most of us are. Will this choice help to reduce my stress levels? Am I trying to disconnect from myself? Will this choice enhance my well-being? Will my future self thank me or suffer later because of my actions now? Am I letting my head get in the way of doing what I really need? And am I going to feel better by doing this thing or am I going to feel worse? So I would say when I look at those questions, immediately I'm like, I know a couple of things I do that I would call self-care and I lie to myself. I say it to myself. I'm like, oh, Fran, this is self-care. And it truly isn't. Number one, I would say ordering late night deliveries for myself, 100%. The delivery man for Domino's knows me by name. He knows what I have on my pizza. He knows everything about my life, I'm sure. That is not self-care. Then I would say a very convenient devil dick dick appointment, local That's not self-care, Fran. It might have been the first one or two times because I probably did need to break that dick drought. But that is an an ongoing thing is not self-care. Number three, I would say scrolling on my phone. 
that's what immediately came to my mind when I was looking through there was sometimes when I'm so like if I've just wrestled two toddlers into their pajamas and wrestled them into their nappies and wrestled them into bed and I come downstairs and sometimes I'm physically exhausted like I'm actually like I need to just lay down for 10 minutes and I scroll through my phone and then of course once you pick it up it's really hard to put down. But if I looked at those questions, it's like, actually, I would feel worse after. I would feel more tired. Like I'd feel more exhausted. I wouldn't actually feel refreshed from it. Who who stops scrolling their phone and feels refreshed? You don't, do you? You never do. So those are really important questions to ask yourself when you're about to indulge in these behaviours that you think are self-care and are helping you when they're really, really not. For me, I know that my positive self-care, so, you know, I've already mentioned, you know, I never, ever do it. But you know what? If I can't schedule into my week once a week to have a bubble bath by candlelight with a podcast on, there's something wrong with my life. There is absolutely something wrong with my life. So number one is that I'm going to schedule that into my week because it's something that needs to happen. I would say my biggest self-care at the moment is... And actually, for the past two years is my dedication to my reading. I do my book club. um, I do it with the book club bitches. And I know for so many of the book club bitches, that is their self-care too. taking that time to invest in my self-development. I don't always want to do it in the moment, although sometimes it's super fun. Like I sometimes don't want to fucking do it. But I know that it will help my future self so, so much and it will make my future life so much easier if I do do it. So taking that time to read that book and really implement it in my life and do the exercises and stuff, that is my biggest self-care. Like I say, recently from last month's book, actually, we did the five uh, second rule. And from that book, I've never done this in my life. I have started working out regularly and every morning I do the seven minute workout and have a cold shower. And that is my real little... 10 minute morning routine that is just like, this is mum's time. I need to do this for me. And I think taking the time to work on some of my like longer term passion projects, like I really, really, really want to write a second book. I've already had a book published back in 2008. Fucking hell, I'm so ashamed of it. Please don't Google it. But I've always wanted to write a book I'm proud of. And that time it's nearing. I can feel it closing in on me. I know it's coming. Um, And to take the time to fulfill that goal for me, for myself, that's super important. And it's something that I know my future self will thank me for. So those are my self-cares. And I'm really happy with those. I would love to hear what yours are. If you've enjoyed this episode today, please do tag me on Instagram. I'm at Francesca Amber and at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Please do let me know in your stories what your self-cares are or what you thought your self-cares were. And then you found out that they were self-indulgence or self-sabotage and what your new self-care are going to be. I would love to hear it because I love hearing all of your ideas. It gives me true inspiration. And if you would like to join said book club, we are literally at the beginning of a brand new month. I think we're, what are we, two days in? Yeah, we're two days, we're one fucking day in. Look, by the time you listen to this, we are one day in. It'd be so easy to catch up. So we are doing a book this month called The Tapping Solution, which is a real cornerstone book. It's an old, an OG, if you will, of the EFT tapping movement. If you haven't heard of it, it is emotional freedom technique. It's wild. I've discovered it. 
I discovered it over 10 years ago and I've used it to help me with like physical health, like injuries. I've used it with anxiety and I've used it to increase sales. It is fucking wild how it works. It's basically acupuncture, but without the needles. It sounds crazy. It works. It's insane. Come and do the book with us. We are spending a whole month dedicated to EFT tapping and I'm so excited to share this with the book club bitches. So if you want to join, I'll leave the link down below. It's on Patreon. It's £10 a month. It will change your goddamn life. And I want to leave you with this little quote that I found on Instagram and it's by Ansa Malik and it says, self-care isn't always spa days and 10 days off work. It's improving behaviours, letting go of toxic relationships, reacting to less bullshit, saying no more often and prioritising yourself. Sometimes self-care doesn't even feel good. It's a challenge and requires a whole different mindset. But sometimes the greater the difficulty, the more magical the healing. Isn't that fucking true? Right, bitches. I will see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.